to today's episode of Jazz Beats, your number one podcast for jazz news and entertainment. Here are your hosts, Jackson and Tyson. So it's official. We have now surpassed what we did last year. Easily. We had a 3-1 lead and we didn't blow it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anybody really expected that to happen this time. Does this like make you forget completely about last year? How, how well we're doing this year and, and it, it does a lot it helps a lot if if we were playing if there was a possibility of us of us playing Denver with um, with Jamal, Murray with Jamal yeah. yeah then it would be a different thing I'd be like it ain't nothing's over till it's over like that's still a beast that we have to face yeah and I don't see that being a thing so um, Jazz win the first round Ooh. moving on second round in the playoffs and it only gets tougher from here the first team in the West to knock out a team in the uh, first round. Yeah, so we far. talked about this last week or last episode about how the East is pretty much done, and they are done now. And then the West was all sitting at 2-2, except for the Jazz series at 3-1. But that, that's how the West has been for like a decade, I feel it, like. It's, it's t- so it's tight. tight out there. There's only one, always two or three in the East that are strong, and that's that's really about it. The downside to that is they could possibly end up getting more rest than us for the championship game. Yeah. If I mean, if that's where we go. I mean, w- well, with us, with the most rest, we lost that game. The game we played in the playoffs where we had right. the most rest, we lost. Right. And we didn't have Donovan. No correlation. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. What were your thoughts on that last game? Uh, obviously, we scored a tremendous 47 points in the first the first quarter. quarter. Uh, the mood at the the game itself, I heard, was crazy the first half and then quite lull the second half as far as atmosphere yeah. and crowd yeah um i think that's just how a lot of games go right i mean you get up early even if you're up 20 in the first quarter it's like still so fresh and early that it, that you're pumped about it and then when you're up 20 or 30 in the third it's like well we got this in the bag we'll just, right. we can just relax and sit back but i'd rather win by 40 than lose by one so quinn, quinn wasn't gonna let them get anywhere near yeah so at the end of the game in the fourth quarter donovan went out with like six minutes left or something i think we were up 20 ish um 25 maybe but it looked like he was done for the night the cameras went on him the crowd went crazy like applauding his performance and then two minutes into that break for him he gets called back on the floor (laughs) like like we're struggling 11 right i think so yeah that's uh not good it doesn't say much for those those younger guys (laughs) Yeah, I mean they're they're not going to get a lot of playoff time unless we continue to play like that. I mean, but we were insane nine three pointers in the first quarter, uh, and we average eighteen for the game for a game. Yeah, so we're way ahead of schedule there. I mean, it was hard to fault really any of the players. It's one of those we could do no wrong, right? And their defense was atrocious at the same time. Wait, I mean, I mean, how many of those threes were? pretty good looks yeah, you know they, they were, weren't they were contested shots, yeah. yeah so it's like things went so well for us and so poor for them and that's what happens you score 50 points in a quarter we can't expect that type of performance every every game or even ever again really throughout the playoffs i mean every every com- competitor we're going to come up against from this point forward is going to be much tougher and tougher and tougher and that lacks sedazial defense is never going to be never going to pop up and show its face to us again i don't think I feel like, and and the further you get, the more momentum both teams have. Right. You know, and I think that hurt us in the first game of the series 
Um, Memphis had a ton of momentum. Fair enough. They'd come yeah. off a big win in, uh, in Golden State, coming off some big wins to even get to the ninth seed. And so they were rolling. They had momentum, and it hurt us. But luckily, there's these series are so long that usually the better team comes out. You rarely see uh, an upset into the finals. You know, you right. see the best teams from both sides usually playing for it. So, and, and I think we're up there with the with the best of them. Okay, so a few things happened at, at that game. Um, they kind of declared the fact that KK wouldn't be. Uh, having any tv time i guess ultimately for the rest of the season right yeah Kristen kenny is kind of our on floor announcer fair enough she kind of does some during the game stuff and then post game interviews she does and and she's great i I love her yeah i i I hope that she's gonna be back with utah next season somehow i don't know so because the jazz is the the at&t crew um bowler jack and harpering AT&T, they don't do anything after the first round, right. is what I was right. reading. So because of that, that's why it was her last game. It's not like she's leaving in the middle of the playoffs or got fired in the middle of the playoffs. It's That was the last game for everybody. And it just so happens that her contract did not get renewed with the Jazz. Right. So are you saying we won't be hearing any bowler jack? As far uh, as what I read, right. I think... That crew is done for the year. Okay. okay. And now it's all your national guys. So TNT, are, <laughs> ESPN, NBA TV. Those are the three networks. I think so. We and, might see and, some ABC games like on a Sunday when it's right. earlier in the day. But Okay. Um, okay. So, I mean, we did talk about the AT&T contract with Utah. That's also at an end this year, right? I believe so. so I hope so because it's terrible. I, I know that there's a lot of frustration on viewer availability for the games whether it's the radio or TV, all the restrictions in place. Hopefully Ryan Smith and his new administration team has a plan for next year that is, well, it can't be worse, right? Right. Knock on wood. (laughs) It's awful. I mean, especially small markets, you need to make it as accessible as possible for people to watch your games. That's a good point. Because right now it's only the diehards that are going and digging through to find out how do I get this channel, whatever, and researching it's only those guys that are watching games right now, right? Unless it's on national TV. So, yeah. Hopefully they figure something out. But in the meantime, playoffs. I hear you. I hear you. What else did we have going on that? Uh, we had the Morant family dilemma. Yes. Why don't you tell us what happened? To the so Ryan game Smith four. again, uh, being proactive as he is, he wanted to make sure that the Morant family felt welcome to come back to Utah. So he hosted them in the sense that he provided their accommodation and flights and tickets uh, for the whole family to come. Now, John Morant's mother still refused to come. Oh, I didn't know that. Because she was uh, too emotionally traumatized from her last visit to Salt Lake City. But uh, Jaw's father and a few other family members still came and attended in the game. And and uh, it didn't go unrecognized, let's just say that. So, Did you see the little... Um, interaction between him and Mitchell after the game. I did, yeah. Between Jaw's dad and Mitchell. Um, he was very complimentary. Oh, yeah. And said he, because they did this for them and they didn't have to. Right, um, I right. mean, Ryan Smith, it's not his fault. He he banned those guys. He did his job. Right, right. He had no purpose to go and do this for them. But because he did, Jaw's dad said, I'm now rooting for the Jazz to go all the way. Right. Which is cool. And who knows? I mean, maybe that opens up a gateway for a 
better relationship with John Morant. Sometimes, hey, in don't the even tease I, me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at some point, we're going to need some young blood on the Jazz, and you know, maybe years down the road, um, if the trade or the offer was there, and this gesture of kindness from Ryan Smith hadn't been done, then it would have been a flat-out no, but maybe we have a consideration if that card ever needs to get played. So. It's like one of those butterfly effect things, maybe. Right. So, Yeah, but but good on... I think it was all handled right. It was awesome. Cool. The, the more I hear about things he does, Ryan Smith, right. the more I just am like, man, this guy. what a guy. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. We're very fortunate. Absolutely. D-Wade was at the game. D Wade. He's been a he's been a big jazz fan the last few weeks. All of a sudden. <laughs> I love seeing him in jazz gear though. Him and his kids and stuff. Yeah, it's so it is funny. It's kind of funny, right? Yeah. Seeing D Wade in a Utah jazz yeah. note hat. And it saying is. take note to everybody. He was posting <laughs> on his Instagram stories or whatever. Everybody take note. Take Wearing note. his gear. Man. Uh so we're go- we're getting ready for the next series. We don't know who we're playing or when we're playing. Uh, but we do know where we're playing, and that will be at the Vivint Arena. And they did announce full capacity to fans to attend and spectate the second series. So it's it's been, what, a year and a half? Because this all went down March so of last year? Yeah, like March 11th. Over a year since an arena has been full. Wow. And that is, that's awesome. I'm so excited. Man. Um, and I'm going to find a way to get to a game. That atmosphere, uh, I don't think there's been 18,000 people anywhere altogether in Utah since General Conference. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that's going to make the series even more exciting and fun for everybody involved, I think. so. I talked to a few people who were at the game, game five, and even though it was a blowout, they were blown away how loud it got in there. Right. And we only had 13,000, and it was just like... Like the old jazz arena, you know, it was, it was something that they haven't seen for a while and they were pumped about how loud and how atmospheric it was, but throw 5,000 more people on top of that and we're in for a treat. It's going to be fun. Uh, I mean, like what's the deciding factor where they're like, you know what, let's just bump it up another five or or is it, they just like, yeah, we only had three deaths from COVID yesterday. seems pretty safe. I don't know if there's rules behind it or whatever. If it's somebody, do they have to get that sanctioned by the NBA? Like if, if the jazz associations like we're filling our arena, do they have to okay that with the NBA? Yeah, are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you because <laughs> I have no idea. Jeez, uh, <laughs> thought there was someone else here for a sec. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, you should know these things. Okay, okay. I'm gonna. Th- I would. I would think that they would have to. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, just because there's other teams coming um, that aren't involved with the jazz, so they have no say on on people coming to the arena. So I'm sure there was some of that. Right. Um, but I don't know. Let's talk about the teams that are coming. Okay, so what the the chances are? So it's either Dallas or the Clippers. Or the Clippers. Where where does your head go? Dallas is up three two. They play tonight, Friday night, and it could be the decider. Do you think Dallas finishes it off? I think Dallas is. I think the Clippers are the better team, but the Dallas Mavericks are going to win tonight and advance to play the Utah Jazz. Is that worry you? I guarantee it. <laughs> There's balloons falling and confetti, <laughs> beach balls everywhere in our studio right now, just like Chuck. Uh, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. What, what was the question? Do you like that matchup? I love it. What about you? What are your thoughts? Who do you really think we're going to play? And and whoever we play, what do you th- what do you see the outcome being? Honestly, the Clippers should win this series. Right. I still think they should. Right. Um, 
Luka's phenomenal for Dallas, but but they're the better team. They've got two top 20 players in the league, top 10 for Kawhi. Um, there's no doubt they should win this series. But the Clippers, just the whole organization has just been a disaster in, for so long. Right. It's like they, they actually are cursed, and they may end up losing. And I hope they do. I, I agree. <laughs> um, for Jazz um, Insight, I feel like Dallas we match up better with. They're not a team who prides themselves on defense, which is to our benefit. Right. Um, and the Clippers are kind of the opposite. They have a good defensive core. Um, the only trouble is going to be stopping Luka. Now, we talked about strategy to play against either of these teams. Luka scores a, he carries the entire Dallas team. So and then some. <laughs> so it, it is what is his weakness? How do you stop Luka? I don't think you do. I, I think you just he either happens to have an off night or you just know that he's going to get his 30 to 40 right. and you got to stop everybody else. So right. I don't know what Quinn's going to throw at him. Um Who's who's guarding Luca in the Utah Dallas match? I would think Royce would start out on him. He's a bigger Royce. body. He's what six, seven, or eight. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would think Royce plays him most of the time, but I think you could see um, Donovan get him at times. You could see Ingles get him at times. I I could even see some Conley thrown at him to where we can double team him and and if he goes inside, but as soon as he steps over the arch, just throw a quick little mouse at him like Conley to right. just scrap and fight and strip the ball yeah but it's all going to be run through him the whole decider of the series is going to be based on how we handle him right regardless of which team we played we kind of looked at some stats between the clippers uh mavericks and the jazz if you take the top three players of each team and add up their total average points Utah is the lowest in that. Not by much. Just Which might surprise some people, I just think. As, yeah. And it wasn't a lot. You know, one point against uh, Dallas and yeah. six But considering we Clippers. scored in the playoffs so far, have scored 15 to 20 more points than both these teams. Right. It's kind of shocking. So then, so as we look at that, it's like, okay, so if there's only three players that are p- pulling the majority of the points for a team, and then you look at the Jazz, and, and Jackson brought this up, you look at our next four players – like we're seven, we're seven deep, almost at seventeen and a half points average or above on our team, and and the other teams they just don't have that spread that we do as far as point points scored. So we don't have to have a forty-five point guy. Like we have eight twenty-point guys. Right. I definitely think that um, Dallas or the Clippers have more. Um, questions about how to guard us than we do about them. Right. Because of that. I mean, you got Joe Ingles, who could have 20 a game, who's our who's our seventh leading scorer, eighth leading scorer. Right. He'll never be the first. He needs to step up. I mean, where is Joe? Joe, where are you? We need you more in the game. Be aggressive. Shoot the ball. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. But. Maybe we do need the Clippers to win so him and Paul George can kind of have their little thing I do, going I again. I do think that that would be fun. I think Paul George is looking forward to it. Do you think Ingles is over it? Uh, Long pause. Hold for effect. <laughs> uh, that's a really hard question to say. Or is he still there? Is he still in the, in the game? Um his care factor to me seems a little far off the radar. 
So, and I don't know, I don't know what, uh, brings it to that point, but, um, if you had to say who wants it more and you went through the players on the jazz roster, he's not top five for me. Um, what do you, what do you think? I, I, I can see some of that and I don't know if it's, he is his care factor. At least it looks like from the out outside is down because other guys are stepping up and he's understanding right. his role and it's not needed for him to shoot 10, 12 times a game anymore. Or if it's the opposite and, and his demeanor on the court um, is causing other guys to pick up the slack, you know? Right. So I don't know, but luckily guys are, I mean, Niang even comes in and hits a couple threes a night. Um, Conley's been arguably our best player the first round. So right. guys are stepping up and, and filling their shoes. If you had to have Niang or Ingles come in to take a single three-pointer between those two guys, and their stats are almost mirror image of each other right now so far in just the series, who's your guy? It's Joe. It's Joe. It's Joe. All right. I mean, we, we've the sample size is too small. Niang's a heck of a shooter, but Joe's Joe's Joe. I know He's some people. Man. I know some people cringe when minivan shoots, but I I'm gonna go with minivan on this one. I cringe when he doesn't shoot and when he tries to drive or dribble, <laughs> puts the ball on the floor. <laughs> We're not paying him any kind of money to to develop a ball handling skills. <laughs> nope. You stand there. If you catch it and you're open, you shoot it. If not, find somebody else who can dribble. You should hear Jackson when uh, when minivan tries to drive down the lane. He's like, stop, stop. I hate it. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, speaking of our MVP of the Series 1, Mr. Mike Conley, out with a hamstring, same issue. Shocker. Uh, his mindset so far is what we're telling. He did have an MRI, and they said that there was a... A strain? A strain. It wasn't torn, but a strain? I don't know what that means. A strain, like a virus? A strain of virus? I feel like the like a strain would just be, oh, we don't see anything, but you say you're you feel it, so... Right. We'll call it a strain. I don't know. Interesting. He the, he was asked on an interview between this and his other two hamstring previous injuries this year, and if he had to rate them in which one was the worst, this one was the least concerning to Mike. And he said his mindset is to play game one, series two. I think he plays in that last game in the second half if we weren't up 20. I agree. Yep, 100%. Smart, smart call by the staff. Uh, I think that uh, we're in this for the long haul. So that's why you're going to see Donovan Mitchell's numbers only at 30 when most superstars are putting out his minutes, his minutes. Yes. Yeah. Did I say, yeah, his minutes. Uh, we're in this for the long haul. And we have to be smart about it. We're not going to try to reseed ourselves to try to play a different team like the other disrespected players and teams and coaches <laughs> have done. They're just a disgrace. But we are going to be smart about who we play, when we play, and how long we play so that our longevity can take us all the way to the title. Yeah. I hope that we aren't, I don't know, saving people for, for future games. I hope we understand the importance of, of every game. Right. And if a guy's got to play 40 minutes to win this game, play him 40 minutes. You know, if Rudy can't leave the floor, if he's got four fouls early or something, but it's a close game and we need him, play him. Right. You know, I hope we don't start saving people for future time. I don't think that's a Quinn thing. It's, I don't either. It's someone else. We never brought this up, but the game that you and I went to, you saw Quinn break a clipboard. That was great. <laughs> Tell us what, exactly what happened. And then, uh, the best part is, is, is the, 
assistant or or I don't even know what position this guy would be, but he's up in fumes and we're up ten, we're up double digits. Yeah, we were killing the game. Yeah, so it's like one thing set Quinn off and he wasn't happy with, which is good. I like that. Right. In the timeout, he chucks his clipboard against the floor and, and breaks it into 16 pieces. So awesome. The best part is is the the helper or I, I don't know who this guy is, but a guy comes over, casually walks over, gathers up the pieces, walks off the floor, throws them in the trash, opens up a bin that has like 14 more clipboards, <laughs> grabs one and hands it to Quinn, just like it was another oh, day man. in the office. I think I remember seeing that on uh, ZipRecruiter. Uh, that job application? Coach, lead coach uh, clipboard assistant. <laughs> Uh, but I do like to see that. That's what I mean about Quinn. Like every game is important, like you say. And I don't think he 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 could care less if we're winning by ten or twenty or forty. He expects execution from his players, and and regardless of whether we're up or down, he still expects that same execution. And that's why I think even in a twenty point lead or a game that we is close or not, he still expects perfection from his yeah. players, which is good. Yeah, I I really have enjoyed Quinn. I mean, we talk about how he maybe got out coached last year. Right. But I hope he going forward he at least gives the players a chance to win. And uh, like I don't I don't care so much about play calls or matchups or who's guarding who as much as give the players a chance to to win games and that's not by um being conservative and sitting people early or or, or saving saving fatigue for for the next round or the next game so i just hope that's the case let the players win and lose the games with your help i like that let the players win and lose the game not the coach yeah or in all situations allow have the coach allow the players to make yes. that decision yeah yeah no i like that a lot i really do see the jazz playing dallas in the second round i see the suns winning uh denver as well which means my projection at this point is utah jazz versus the phoenix suns in the Western Conference Finals. You heard it. That's seed one and seed two in the West. Just how it should be. Suns, Jazz, Western Conference Finals? Is that what we're saying? Yeah, baby. Put Man, your money on it. It's so weird to think about that we're this close. We're like as good at odds as anybody. Vegas has us near the top of winning the whole dang thing. Finally. So, freak Jazz fans. You better get off your seats and get to some games now that we got full capacity and get crazy. Any last words, Tyson? <laughs> LeBron, you suck. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Jazz Beats. I'm Jackson. This is Tyson. We've had a lot of fun. We'll see you next time. Go Jazz. <laughs>